Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them which they shall not be able to escape, and though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Talented Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I'm done with boats, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who can definitely afford a nice boat. It's Mark. Ahoy! <sighs> all the boats. All the <laughs> yeah, boats. Yeah, we did a lot of boat stuff. Well, it's nautical a very nautical movie. movie. Very yeah. nautical movie. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crack Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2019's Us, which was kind of an all-around-the-horn pick. None of us really picked this movie. I'd it say. picked us. Yeah, it picked us. And we will dive all the way into that movie real soon. And when we do, and this is very important, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. Sound the alarm. Just sound it Just, right now. Yeah, whole alarms. Look out. This one is one that the spoilers do matter. It's brand new. Go see the movie. Our podcast will still be here. Right? Okay, you back? Have you seen it? You're back <laughs> and you've you, seen it? You've watched it and come back? Great. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> and for those of you that are familiar with our Crackerjack operation, we'd ask that you take a minute to like, rate, and review the podcast on whatever app you choose to listen to it on. may not seem like much, but believe it or not, it actually really does help a lot, especially the reviews. But for now, we'd better do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jack. Did you actually bring beers this week? You're sitting behind a, a barrier of sorts, so I can't actually see you. Yeah, it's really ruining the dynamic, frankly. <laughs> Our energy is way off. Oh, man. I brought beers. Hey, I did. shit. I, I actually I didn't, didn't ask you for any, so I'm assuming <laughs> you thought that I would bring some. I, I brought just... I brought beers, plural. Um, oh, wow. I have, uh, well, I have four of them this week. Four of them? Four of them. Okay, so what this is, is it's a smattering of American adjunct lagers. Oh, shit. I have okay. I have a Coors Light, a uh-huh. Coors Banquet, which I've already opened. Uh, I have a regional shit beer here all the way from New England, a Narragansett. Howdy, neighbor. Hi, neighbor. Look at that can. <laughs> have a Gansett. Have a Gansett. It's great. This shit's it's awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you to my friend Dave for bringing that all the way from Rhode Island. Uh, and then the one that is, I would say, the lead dog here is a sockeye American lager. This is a movie about Americans and yep. America. Yep. Guys. And, so you know, a, a variety of what it means to be Americans, and you brought a variety, a variety of, of American like beer. Not only do I like it, but I'm going to add a fifth American yes. lager to your stash here. Okay. Um, I'm handing you a beer. What have I handed you there? Well, it's a Rainier. I, no one would have ever not yeah. thought it was a Rainier. You might but, not yeah, have Thank known. you. It's good. You've added it to the collection. Yeah. We <laughs> have a collection of American beers. <laughs> So are, hey, you Mark, pin- are you pinpointing specifically the line where they just announced to the camera, we are Americans? Uh, that and what I think this movie's trying to say, yes. Yeah, that line's a little on the nose and does not need to be. <laughs> but also simultaneously, I still don't think I fully understand it. Is it- <laughs> Correct. Okay. I have a question. Is it possible to be ham-fisted and too subtle at the same time? Absolutely. Especially when your audience <laughs> is us. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that makes <laughs> yes. Sense. Yes, you can be both. So definitely. But Mark. He is. Did you bring obscure beers that don't make sense for the movie? Did you shut? They make sense. <laughs> did you bring? Ro, did you bring rosé? Uh, unlike, thank you for that lead-in. Unlike, unlike Jake, I brought three beers that actually perfectly fit this movie. Mine perfectly fit. You guys are wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna keep interrupting you. Uh, if you keep sassing. Jake, for the me. record, I was just making a joke about Mark's reference to the movie. 
being ham-fisted and not making sense. Well, when you talk shit, not, I'm going to talk shit. Well, I wasn't talking shit at you. So. I see red immediately, man. <laughs> yeah, you came at me hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Jake, for that uh, segue. I am actually drinking. It's not rosé, <laughs> but... Oh, so it's not wines for the times. It is It is guns and rosé. This is a rosé hey. ale by Oscar Blues. Good, that counts. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm the rosé guy unapologetically for the podcast. I got to keep my uh I got to keep my reputation strong on that one. Jake yeah, almost made a scene in the movie theater when the rosé came up. He was like, "This is abs- Mark is going to be drinking rosé." <laughs> an entire bottle. Instead of <laughs> drinking an entire bottle of rosé, uh I'm drinking a single can of rosé. Okay. Rosé. <laughs> uh, I have two others that I want to talk about. So I'm drinking Ooh. two different uh Voodoo Rangers by New Belgium. So for nice. those of you out there unfamiliar with this line, it's basically like their IPA line, and then they riff on it a bunch, but the labels are always basically the same. It's like a skeleton, but then the skeleton changes clothes and looks a little bit different on every single label. So I have the Imperial IPA, and I have the regular IPA, and they're like sort of mirror images of each other. They're two different beers, but they share a soul, if you know what I, I mean. I like where you took that. At first, I thought you were going to try to do something with the Voodoo Ranger part of that, and I was going to fly off the handle. <laughs> I, it works, man. It does. They no, look almost well. the same. Saying, you went the right direction with it. They are almost the same, but one's just a little bit different. Just a little different. One's different fundamentally quotes. evil, and the other is mm, uh, evil. Mark, I think by you nurture, very much maybe? misunderstood Ooh, this movie. What? I think you very much misunderstood this movie. Yeah, I'm gonna need you guys to tell me what to think here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. It's all good. That leaves Jack. Yeah. So I am drinking a Mirror Pond Pale Ale by the Deschutes Brewing Company. The <laughs> Not just because there's mirrors in it. I know that's what you're not, thinking. That's not, that's not what I'm laughing at. Why? What are you laughing at? I love your attribute. You append the to the beginning of almost everything. What did I say? It's very British of you. The Deschutes Brewing Company? Yeah. They yeah. are the Deschutes Brewing it's Company. Deschutes Brewery. Yeah. Deschutes Brewing. Yeah. The the brewing company the... called Deschutes. Oh, God. Lowercase you're, t, Jake. You're, yeah, lowercase <laughs> t. I get it. But when he says it, it's like the Ohio State. In any case... You might see a reflection of yourself in a mirror pond, but it'd be a little bit wonky. It might be rippled by interesting things going on. And this is a movie about looking at reflections of yourself that are slightly marred by ripples and other goings on. So I think it fits. Jack, I'm a little little upset that you didn't also get a red chair purely just because of the color red. Uh, I think if you go back and listen to the episode I was drinking red chair, you'll find that I'm absolutely in the right there. What? (laughs) Wait, hold on. What are you talking about? We're going to have to pause and just, I, I need to unpack all of <laughs> what you just said. Just let that sit. <laughs> uh, I think on our episode for Scream, I drank Red Chair, and you guys both gave me a tremendous amount of shit for it. Yeah, because that um, was a different episode. This movie is about things in red. <laughs> I thought, no, I thought you were making fun of me still for that Scream episode. Oh, wow, wow you're Red very Chair. sensitive about something that happened six Almost. months ago. Yeah, more um, than that. way more than that, and also, but it's that's red chair isn't the only beer that has red in the label. It's okay, Jack. It's very American to hold a grudge. Fuck both of you. <laughs> <laughs> we're off on a, we're off to a good start. Everyone hates each other. We Tough good. Start. Everyone Tough hates start. each other. Yep. All right. Let's rally, guys. All right. Drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We've also held some grudges, but we might also have experienced some stuff in the horror world. Mark. Yes. What else has been rocking your horror world this week? So there is a movie that has been heavily suggested to me for a long time by Amazon. Um, it is free if you have a Stars subscription, and we had canceled ours, and it was about to run out, so I figured I might as well watch it. Um, are you guys familiar with The Frighteners from 1996? 
Yes, that is my pick for coolest poster worst movie combo. <laughs> it's a pretty, yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, this is Michael J. Fox as a spiritual detective con artist who has wacky ghost friends who help him haunt people that then he hijinks. Yeah. Uh, he then gets he then gets involved with one of the Buseys. Uh, who is an actual serial killer or something? <laughs> Some generic Busey. Yeah. Well, well I mean, it's hard it to keep honestly track of which does it which. does it matter? Yeah. Uh, look, I'm gonna level with you. This is not a good movie, as Jack already stated. <laughs> um, I don't know why Amazon's algorithm think that thought I would like this so much, but Mark, I think it's probably because you watch a lot of not great movies. Uh, that's certainly a possibility. A distinct yes. possibility. Yeah. I don't generally rate them highly, movies. though. I watch them and then I rate them poorly. So. so I, so, but you keep going back, so it's probably like, this guy likes watching movies he doesn't really <laughs> enjoy in the horror genre, himself. so here's one that fits that bill perfectly. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. I bring this on myself. Um, I might have to go back and give this a rewatch, because I was I think of this movie, I picture it as a movie that has most of the aspects of like bad 90s horror movies that you love and I hate, so I'm surprised you didn't like this more. So there is an aspect to it that is like that lovable 90s, Casper the Friendly Ghost style CG stuff. Oh God! It has it's charming in that way, but the is rest of it is just boring. I think it, it commits the cardinal sin of just not being entertaining. Really? Hmm. Well, that's not good. Uh, so that's Frighteners. It's from 1996. It's on Amazon <laughs> Prime if you have stars. Uh, if Amazon Prime is also recommending it to you for no apparent reason, please reach out to us so that I know that it's not just me. <laughs> All right. Uh, next yes. up, next up, I got a DVD in the mail through Netflix uh, called Piercing. Do you guys remember this? This was my top one from February. Yeah, I, nope. I, I, sure I do. I sure do. Very Video reminder. Very stylish trailer of a man who weird the rents weird a one hotel the, room. Yeah, the in baby order to and all kill that prostitute. Oh yeah, fuck the weird like, fucking trailer. There's a baby incorporated in the weird sexual vibes. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird fucking trailer. Weird fucking movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I actually enjoyed the act of watching this movie. I found it very intriguing. Well, I have a hard time describing it as like I, I don't know if I would ever recommend this to anyone, but Define it was an experience. Like is. there's shit happening in this movie that was just confusing. There's a wound monster at one point that it, it kind of flies off the rails and then flies back onto the rails. It, it just it it is a wound monster. Wound monster. That sounds like vagina wall. I have an important question about Don't this wound monster. Jake's, Jake's idiocy aside. <laughs> um, CG or practical on that wound monster? Oh, it's CG. Oh, boy. Yeah. It doesn't look terrible, good. though. It's fine. I thought there was that one you guys watched that had a vagina wall. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was the whole house might have been a vagina. It started with a vagina wall for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the kid impregnates the, the, the house Idaho and then has a half-human, yeah. half-house baby. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that stuck in my mind for some reason. I don't know. That uh, seemed yeah. like it was a weird thing. No, this I knew what you like were it referencing. Weird thing. It makes perfect sense. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It really, really didn't. Uh, mm. You know what? If you're in for kind of a stylish, bit nonsensical, completely uh, wall, completely independent of rail movie, <laughs> I... wall-based movie. Were you about to say wall-based movie? I was about to say it a was. wall-based movie. There are walls <laughs> in this movie. It's a movie See? containing walls. Um, it's a new genre. You know what? Give this one a go. It's going to take you places that you probably haven't been to with the traditional horror movie. If you want to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone, give it a watch. 
Okay. I, I will say I did fundamentally enjoy this movie, and it's like a tight 80-something. It's like 82 Ooh, minutes. Ooh, so. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Jackson, <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't know where you can see it right now. I, as I said, I got it through uh, the mail, so it's probably available out there on Amazon to rent or whatever. Lastly, I watched Ooh. finally a good war horror movie. War horror. War horror movie. Overlord from 2018. This was the, oh, supposed yeah. to be the final Cloververse movie, but then it wasn't, which is probably a good thing. I have a question all the, like immediately before okay. you get into anything else. Does it use ACDC within the movie? I don't recall them doing it. It was heavily featured in the trailer. It so. was heavily featured so in no? the trailer. So no. I think you'd remember. You would remember. I probably literally would. Literally any movie ever would be better with ACDC. Little peek behind the curtain. It's been three weeks since we've talked about movies that we've seen. So uh, yep. I watched this like this was actually it's been longer than that because we recorded a bunch of the stack so that we'd be a week ahead. Uh, so this is, I watched this like probably close to a month ago. I can't quite remember what exactly is in the soundtrack. <laughs> you would remember if it was ACDC. That's a no. Okay, continue. Okay. Uh, this is a great war horror movie. War-er movie. war Uh It's very straightforward, AAA blockbuster type plot armor-ish movie, uh, but it is a blast. I highly recommend you watch this with the full like Blu-ray experience if you have a chance because it, it, it is a bad robot movie, so... They do yeah, their visual okay. and sound effects right. Um, mm-hmm. There is some janky-looking CG in this, but all that aside, it still looks f- like, at its core, this is a very good-looking movie. I like that. Um, it does sort of lean on the zombie-ish thing a little bit, but it doesn't really fall into the tropes of the traditional zombie movies. You kind of know what you're getting at from the trailer. There aren't a lot yeah. of twists and turns, but this is a fun movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Seek it out. Uh, definitively action horror definitively action horror yeah Yeah. it it also does a lot of work with a cast that is largely not recognizable there's a few people in here that you may have seen as like supporting one of the dudes is like one of the tertiary characters in the game of thrones series uh and the two of the main guys are lookalikes to famous actors but uh are relatively (laughs) still unknown so sure uh they do a lot of good work with talent that you haven't seen a lot of before and i do like it when that happens so that i have a little bit more exposure to people i haven't seen yeah that's pretty cool was this dvd in the mail too uh blu-ray in the mail yes blu-ray yeah uh, piercing was literally just... a dvd oh wow <laughs> they, apparently okay. they didn't do blu-rays of that so that's just shocking at this point yeah. okay actually it's not but that's kind of <laughs> sad that's, that's a pretty good roundup mark yep I've got a couple of things. Uh, one is an update on something I've been working on for a little while. The book, The Cabal, or just Cabal. <laughs> the, Cabal. the Cabal. See? Yeah. Fuck. Okay, fine. Fuck you. I can tell you right now one of my fantasy picks for next year. Clive Barker's... Jack says three- the... <laughs> Clive Barker's 386-page novella that he turned into <laughs> several garbage films. It's a short um, story, really. Yeah, really. Um, I gave up on it. <laughs> I got less than halfway through, and I've given up on it. I gave too, up on too it. Too weird. <laughs> it's a call ahead. Do, like do, do. Um, <laughs> yeah, couldn't do it. It's uh, it's not Ba-dum-dum. like terribly written, but it is very boringly written. Wow, um, you didn't even get to the part where he just jizzes all over the old god's face. Nope, sure didn't. That's too. I bad, mean, Jack. last sure time didn't. you talked about it, you said that it was written basically like the Silmarillion, which I think has a very it's... similar uh, writing style. What it feels a lot like, and it's just like, so, fuck, I don't care. Is it really intended to be like an encyclopedia? It's not just... intended to be like an encyclopedia. It's why it's worse. It's intended to be a narrative story. It just reads like a fucking encyclopedia. 
I don't like it. I didn't like it. Wasn't great. Read Hellraiser, or yeah. the what, whatever the t- fateful heart, whatever the book Hellraiser don't, is based on. Don't don't read. Uh, don't read. Okay. Don't read. <laughs> don't read. Watch movies instead. Yeah. If and you want to read, that, turn on the subtitles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watch a foreign horror movie. It's better. And apart from that, I have watched a. I've been doing a lot of Jordan Peele horror stuff this week. Oh, we're gonna talk about the same thing. Yeah, because I watched the first episode of the new Twilight Zone series. Yep, we'll tag team this one. Yeah, and this so one. for people not in the know, like this is gonna be really hard to watch. It's only available on the CBS All Access Pass CBS Bullshit, streaming service, man. which is insane. Yeah, and I I'm simply not gonna do that. But this first one they made available on just YouTube. Oh, yeah, I didn't which know is that. cool. Yeah, so there's a full 56-minute episode of The Twilight Zone available on YouTube. Yes. Um, So I fucking loved it. Okay, I didn't. Oh, So, What are your thoughts on the original Twilight Zone, Um, Jake? My thoughts on the original Twilight Zone? Yeah. Uh, I fucking love it. Okay, well, that surprised me because this felt to me to have the exact same energy, and it was such Um, a loving recreation. So you're not wrong, but... I felt like where this one felt. So this one is, I believe, it's just called the comedian, right? Yes, it is. Starring so, Camille, uh, Kunil Nanjiani. Yeah. Night so rules. where this one kind of fell flat for me was that I, the comedic parts of it, I get that it's intentional, but they didn't entertain me. Like I still wanted to be entertaining, and I know we're not going to spoil what the actual plot of this was, and I get why it wasn't necessarily funny, but it didn't entertain me. Like if you're not going, if you're going to not be funny for the purpose of the story, I still want to be entertained, and it didn't entertain me. Okay, so that's a very personal thing, that's and without spoiling it, it's really hard to describe in detail why that yeah. is. Okay, but I think it's for the benefit of the of the the listener to not go into that. Go and see it; it's free on YouTube. I do recommend it, but I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I want to see more of what this reboot is going to entail because I do agree with you, Jack. The the real hallmarks and overall feeling that you get from the Twilight Zone is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally for a new generation. This says some things. The 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 language in this was a little bit shocking to me, actually. Yeah, um, man. It's adult, and it's gonna because it's gonna be on CBS, right? Yeah. Like it, or their their streaming app, not just yes. on TV. There is so. there is some I, adult language. Not well. You're saying not just on TV. I don't think it's on TV at all, right? This is purely. That's, that's what I, that's what he means. I didn't yeah. mean if I said just on TV. I didn't mean. It's, I mean. I mean. It's not. It's not simply on TV. It's. It's not on TV at all. I said that wrong. Right. Yeah. So that. So that frees up. I assume that frees up a lot of liberties for them to take with the content. Similar and, to like, what yeah. Netflix yes. does with their stuff. Yes, and yeah. they did. Huh. All indications are they did, and they they did, and all indications are they will. Yeah, but other notable things about this are Jordan Peele's reverence for the original Twilight Zone is so clear, especially when he's doing the narration. Like the old school, you know, like Mike's a man who Rod Serling find out the way Rod Serling is a champion of men who will never be unseated in his role. Even if it is Jordan Peele, you can't beat Rod Serling. I agree, he won't, and I don't believe that he's trying to. But he's doing be him, but he is. He is doing it in the style as it it comes across more as a love for than a trying to be him. And what what I like about it is there's no hint of irony. No, in what I didn't get Peele's that either. Doing. He's doing it sincerely and lovingly. This dude knows that he's, yeah, you can't touch that. Yeah, it's fantastic. So that part I like a lot. I thought Kunil Nanjiani fucking killed it. The, he's good. Like, uh, the acting was great. Yeah, and Tracy Morgan's in this as a non-doofus character, and he's just fucking slaying it as a weird so, creepy guy. Sort yeah. of. Sort of. Uh, sort of. He's it's very weird. Little, but... uh, there's a there's a cognitive dissonance that occurs when you're watching him in this. I but... thought he just killed it. He pulled it okay. the hell off, man. Okay. 
Okay. Do we know if there's some type of expiration date on this YouTube video that I haven't seen yet that I need to go see and will immediately after I, we start I, recording? I don't believe so. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll pull it down at some point, probably, but... You're fine, dude. Watch okay. it. Can do, will do. Yeah. yeah. That's all I've got. Jake, what about you? Well, I had that, and I have one more thing. We have been talking about this for a while, and I was inspired by our conversations both on air and Jack off air with you. I went back and rewatched a movie that I remember quite liking, but when we watched it, the three of us as a group, we were all very, 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 very intoxicated. Uh, <laughs> I went and rewatched The Autopsy of Jane Doe because I remember liking it, and I wanted another bite at the apple when I was sober. Yeah, don't don't say it was bad. It was, I like this movie Fuck a whole lot, yes. so I felt okay. validated. Good um, news. So I, just a couple takeaways, because we have talked about this movie before. Uh, I'm happy I went back and rewatched it. I noticed a few things that I hadn't the first time. Um, takeaways, both good and bad. One of the really cool things that I didn't pay enough attention to or didn't notice in the first watching was I really like what they do with how they trap Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox in the basement, but they have that little area of, like, there's a slit of windows that are open to the daylight around the whole time. Yeah. And that is, like, such a you're-so-close-yet-so-far oh, sort of situation cool. yeah, that yeah, I just, yeah. I was not privy, I, I did not have the wherewithal to understand how cool that subtle touch was the first time <laughs> around. Um, On the other side, the the third act of this kind of isn't great. Um. Okay. That's where all of the bad CG smoke and, and fire comes through. There's a sequence that's like five minutes long where there is a whole lot of catch-up ball played with a lot of exposition. And um, there's just kind of some lackluster, I, I don't know, there's kind of some lackluster writing towards the end. Uh, but overall, this is a good movie. I really, really enjoy the first two thirds, and then the final act isn't enough to like take me out of it completely. So, still a hard recommend. Happy I went back and watched it when I could remember what was happening and enjoy it on my own. Uh, yeah, put yourself in a dark room and crank up the volume and just let it wash over you if you haven't. It's a good movie. Awesome. Third acts, third like acts that. in general, I think are incredibly hard to pull off, especially in the horror genre. The yeah. genre of horror is like fundamentally a second act genre <laughs> yeah i mean one of the great things about this movie is quick spoil like if you don't want to be spoiled for it fast forward like 30 seconds okay cool if you're if you're still here so one of the great things is that jane doe is the perfect like you think the whole movie that at some point she's gonna like blink or like try move. to talk or Do move anything. move and she doesn't and then at the end it pulls that horse shit thing that movies do where she has they put the bell on her toe as they're taking her out in the car and then her toe moves at the very end Roll credits. That's totally unnecessary. That's annoying. Yeah. I don't remember that from the first viewing. Uh, this is on Netflix now, right? It is. You can watch it on Netflix. There you go. Uh, hard recommend, though. Hard yeah. recommend. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad it held up. All right, boys. I think it's about time to get to the feature presentation. Heck yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Over at ATHorror.com this week, we watched 2019's Us. Woo! Yeah, we did. And guess what, boys? You'd be proud of me. I only purchased four tickets to this movie, and we used four tickets to this movie. Yes, yes, you did. Wow. Yeah. Good work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> New Year's so resolution, in effect. Doing it. Four tickets, four views. <laughs> it's exactly right. Yeah. Bam. Mark, I assume you saw this in the theaters. 
<laughs> I mean, that's the only yeah. way to see it. He, so yes, he pirated yes, it. Would you like uh, to Jordan, to Jordan Peele actually sent me an iPad with this loaded on as a screener because he knows how important I am as a critic in the industry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's your, how your I name saw really it. rings loud. Yes, from something. from from C shining C. That was a fucking word salad sentence. I don't know, man. <laughs> that okay. was that Fuck. was one that you could tell he started and then didn't know what words he was going to use to finish it, and then yeah. ra- like well, frantically scrambled, panicked. Panicked. Not to say anything other than rings true is what, <laughs> is what was going through my head. That's fair. Did your lovely wife watch this with you? I saw this with my lovely wife and uh, my lovely sister-in-law. Shout out to Kelly, who I hope is listening right now. But um, nice. yeah, so we she was visiting us from the Bay Area, so we went out to see us. Cool. Solid. Yeah. I, I saw this with, with Jake right over here and both of our uh, partners, which was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. Yeah. I am very excited to hear what Jake's partner thought. <laughs> yeah, I was too. I was very interested. Yeah. In uh, any more case, on that later, I'm sure. More, more later. We more all time. sort of picked this movie, and so instead of our typical 30-second plot synopsis, I think we might have to go back to our oh, nonsense God. relay race. <laughs> so for the record, you specifically picked this movie, Jack. Did I? I think. It was me. Oh, Jake. Okay, one yeah. of you specifically picked this movie. So, so does that mean not, I should go? a group pick. So oh. does that mean that I should go first, second, or third? I think it means you should do all 30 seconds. Okay, well, fine. And then, <laughs> okay, here's what here's what I want. I want 30 seconds on the plot, and then I want you to spend 15 seconds just describing what the tethered are, please. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that no, ain't nobody got time for that. That's, I'm going to give you eight minutes. Please just describe what the tethered are. I'm going to need eight hours. <laughs> all right, Jake, 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Hit us with a plot synopsis. Adelaide's a little girl in the 80s. She's in an amusement park with her family, and she wanders off into a funhouse where she sees, like, herself in the mirrors. Oh, my God. Fast forward. She has PTSD. They try to get her to talk. She learns to dance. She's now an adult. She has a family, and they're going to a house The husband for a vacation. The husband convinces her to go back to that same place. Stuff happens. They're back at the vacation home. They get home invaded by, oh, my God, it's themselves. As they learn, there's this murderous rampage of people who live in tunnels under the earth, and they are out for blood. They ultimately overcome them though the end wowzers hard Uh, yeah yeah, look you got you did well you did did better about halfway through i thought you were just doomed i was floundering but i kicked (laughs) real hard i just you know tried to keep it like a duck man like you know posture on the surface under the surface your legs are flailing as hard as possible yeah you brought it back um it's a movie about america and americans sort of yeah so (laughs) but since this is this is as good a time as any extrapolate on that please tell us what you mean by the thing you keep repeating america yeah well okay so ostensibly peel's first movie was about being a black american right being black in today's america that is what you can i don't know how you got that yeah wait hold on i'm gonna have to go back and watch time out (laughs) i know right shocking i'm dropping uh fan theories on you i think is what mark would call these get out is about race yeah. You heard it here first, folks. So the the idea here is that this one, the commentary, is about uh, class in American society. And what you have through us, we are all Americans, all of us, is, what you have is uh, basically people. So you have like these affluent people on the surface, and below them, there are people just like themselves trying to live in America and get by, but... They cannot. But they are they compelled are to underbelly. be mirror images of the people this who are going rich. That's, well, poorly. that's the horror part. That's the horror part. Okay. Look, I think this is a movie about, like, it doesn't matter 
who you are or think you are. There's a monstrous version of you. Everybody's got fucked up shit they've done, and we're all just trying to do our best with the circumstances we find ourselves well, in. Well, but there also is the the class commentary. Yeah. I, but, so I, I I'm just going to interject here. I You can read it that way, and I think it does work in that way. I think this movie is fundamentally more enjoyable if you just watch it without assuming there's a message which i do understand is difficult with a jordan peele movie but yeah you kind of go in searching right yeah and I, actually you go in looking for meaning and i think this is actually a great movie if you just assume there i really just let it go much. yeah just let it go disagree okay mm, i think this movie only works if you consider it 100 percent allegorical and don't think about anything that's actually happening i actually think that it works in different ways uh, it, it, <laughs> we're covering every single yeah, base. Cool. Yeah, I okay, can totally so everyone's see. Everyone's right. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. Great. We just saw the movie, and we all had different reactions, as Americans are entitled to have. Boom. Oh, okay. Bring it back full circle. Well, we this will help us. We do need to figure out what in the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits into. Home Invasion. Yep. Jake said it in his 30-second plot synopsis, Home Invasion, definitely. Even though that part of the movie lasts like three minutes. I know. Shocking. Shockingly <laughs> short amount of screen time on that. Yeah, they get throw, right inside. Slasher out there as well. Those two mm, subgenres okay. usually go hand in hand. They they do. This, yeah. yeah, this qualifies. It's, it's weaker on the slasher side, but it is a slasher, yeah. It has a lot of the tropes, though. It does have a lot of the tropes. Not a lot else. Nautical horror. <laughs> Briefly he nautical. has a boat. He it veers to the left. This yeah. does have this does have the one this has the kill that I assume should be in every single nautical horror, and I don't think I've ever seen it before. I know. Where the dude gets eaten by the by the motorboat. By motor. the propeller. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It was such a great I kill. Have, that's gonna come back up in nitpicks, but Well, uh, I, I had the the thing was that kill happened right after something that made me sad. And I was not happy, but then it immediately brought me back. Okay. So I was happy. We'll, we'll talk about that. More just on that later. Your, I'm just, just saying like off, swimming Jack. around a boat. That is something that is constantly haunts my brain of like, oh my god, what if the propeller turned on right now? Oh hell yeah, man! Well, I mean, don't get in the way of the propeller and you're fine. Yeah, but usually that's like where the ladder is. When when we had a boat when I was in like elementary school, that was specifically where you climbed up. Putting a I ladder like, by the propeller is like one of the stupidest things you could do. But yeah, I but that's where that it that usually exists. is. I understand that it exists, Mark. <laughs> he should have gotten understand. a boat like fucking Eric Wareheim's boat. Uh, yeah, Eric Ware or. No, this, know who wow. this is Tim Heidecker. Wow. Or, this was Tim Heidecker. Wow. Fuck, by Tim Heidecker's boat, which has the like uh, contained propeller, like the plastic bit covers it up. Well, he shouldn't have because then he would be dead. Mm. Yeah. See, it mm. worked in his favor. See? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Think about See? That. Okay. Whatever. That's the subgenres. We did it. Hey, propeller, boys. home invasion slasher. <laughs> propeller. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, don't add it. Mark, I see your hands. Don't add it. Hold. Wait. Hold. Uh, okay. Let me see them hands. <laughs> What does this movie do right? Acting. Yep. It's terrific. I uh, mean, preponderance of good performances here. It's so good. And Led by Lupita Nyong'o. That's the primary one, and she's amazing in both roles. Uh, she is. Yeah. Yes. To say another thing this movie actually does really right, which goes along with allowing Lupita, Young Lupita Nyong'o's wow. performance to shine, is... This takes, like, a big, strong dad character and incapacitates him almost immediately. So she is undeniably the hero and the one getting shit done yeah, throughout this film. Yeah, he fades into the background hard. So fast. And then he's just, like, off doing his own thing for a while. To the I point where, and we'll talk more about this when we get to nitpicks, but when he kills one of the tethered, you don't, it doesn't even, like, you don't even see it. Yeah, dude. It, it just, he just announces, hey, that guy's dead. 
<laughs> well, yeah, especially because they build him up as like the, you know, we can get crazy protector character. Yeah. And then just yeah, immediately yeah. it's like, nope, your leg's fucked and you can't do anything. Well, I, it's funny, though. It's like he's trying he's trying to fill that role, but he's kind of like this big nerdy goofball. Right. And he's the movie wearing a retreat. fucking Howard sweater the whole movie. dude. <laughs> I know, it's very this is like good. just this rich guy and he's trying to be it's big and very good. Yeah. Yeah. But and that allows Lupita Nyong'o's performance to really, really shine through. Which is sure. excellent, but he yeah, but he is always there for a little bit of comedic relief. Yeah, he's his, there. His performance is also on him. tremendous and hilarious. It's not even relief in this movie though. It just kind of is humorous. Yes, this we'll is get, a funny. We'll movie. actually get. We'll oh, get to that. horror that's, comedy. Uh, that's, that's Winston Duke. Just while we're on the yes, subject. Winston uh, Duke playing Gabe. We didn't say horror comedy in the subgenre section. Oh, that's fair. And that yeah, was a mistake. It's it's very comedy. Yep. yep. I don't know very. if it's like a. I wouldn't call this a comedic movie, but it is something that like. This is in the same vein as like people deal with shit happening to them. One of the coping mechanisms is comedy, so it's sort of like this isn't out there to make you laugh, but it it uses comedy to make it seem like a more believable. Um, I disagree. I disagree with that too. Okay, Even cool. some of the tethered are funny. Whatever the dude's name is, tethered version gives uh, the old like fake high five hair slick back. Yeah, oh, dude. you're talking you're talking about Tim Heidecker's Tim Heidecker's character. Yeah. Yeah, his name's Josh, and then the tethered's version is Tex. So Tex gives the old boom. I'm <laughs> so, not giving yeah, you a high that five. dude, that there's a lot of physical comedy happening in that scene, and I actually really love that like aspect of the performance. Yes. <laughs> Everything yes. Tim Heidecker does is hilarious. Though, yeah, so I mean, that, it's funny. And, and like even Elizabeth Moth's performance as the tethered version of Moths's herself. Dahlia's is fucking terrifying. She's psychopath. She might be the best tethered, actually. Yeah, I like Lupita Nyong'o's tethered, but uh, I guess not tethered. Spoilers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, actually, it right it, is it? Yes. Does it? Here's my question. Does any of it matter? Probably not. No. No, it really doesn't. Uh, while we're talking about uh, the performances, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Shahadi Wright Joseph, who plays the daughter, the Zora. Holy shit. Umbre. Her tethered is terrifying, too. She's I I mean, it's Least. hard to argue with Lupita being the top not top dog here, but I loved Shahadi's performance. So good. She, she was good. She does a lot. She doesn't have a lot of lines, interestingly, but like when she delivers them, it's exactly <laughs> so, the right. She gets a lot of benefit from the script as well, but like the way she delivers it, she, it's, she's like just a great character throughout the whole movie. Yeah, she does a good job. I don't know if this is a thing from us just being desensitized to movies like this, Jake. I don't know if you picked up on this too, but I chuckled in the theater when it happened. And this is definitely a mainstream movie when she's chasing herself, right? And she's kind of mm -hmm. by the car, like mm -hmm. going up and down on the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she looks through the window and her tethered is gone. Yeah. There was like audible gasps from half the oh, yeah, there were, theater. There was like, a lot of it's <laughs> like that's the most telegraphed yeah. horror thing. You <laughs> know it's gonna happen. There there's a lot of good audience reaction from seeing this one in the theater. So yeah, I'm it was happy pretty we wild. Did it. Um that was gonna be I mean, something this movie does right is it's a big movie, so you can go and see it in the theater and actually have other people there to experience it with you. Yeah. Which is not something that I can do as commonly as I would like in the horror genre. Uh that worked out. Yeah, that that's kind neat. of like a tertiary sort of what the movie does right, but it was still good. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I again, I mean, they blended the comedy and the the scares in the same way that Get Out did, and I liked that a lot. I want to talk about what I didn't like about that in a different section. What else? Do well, we that's think this movie that, that. I'm right. glad you're going to do that. I'm glad you're going to wait, Mark. How was your theater experience? Fuck you. Uh, pretty subdued, actually. There were there were a few gasps. There wasn't any like anyone actually screaming or whatever. Temple I did Town. get a little bit of a kick out of uh, my sister in law deciding that. 
the middle of the home invasion scene was the appropriate time to duck under her coat and check her emails. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, what? that was. I'm sure that was a choice. Uh, that w- her hand was forced by anxiety. It was. It was a self-preservation technique. Yes, I'm it was. Yeah. Yes. So that that is definitely something else the movie does right in its scariest parts. This has some of the scariest scenes in horror movies ever. What? Yeah. There's some intensity. I, I would. I'd back it off a little bit from what Jack is saying. Yeah, I, I'd back up a lot because I. You tell me when you want me to get into the lovely girlfriend's take on this okay because like i'm not i'm talking about specifically that home evasion scene and the in the driveway scene and very little else there's some other good jump scares but very little else but that scene is fucking horrifying you also saw you also saw literally all of it in the trailer most of it yeah but it's didn't didn't wasn't less effective for me it was still fucking terrifying okay and then they just book it and they're moving kind of weirdly and twitchily when they book it off into the little kid books it off into the woods well and there's like a rehearsed like precision she just makes that like little like call like hand signal snap and whistle type thing and they all like do their own individual thing and then there's just an assault happening on precinct 13 you know what i'm saying dude it's so that's a movie yep that scene is so fantastic. It's good. I'm really I, glad I'm that I saw it in trailers. I'm really glad that I saw that scene for free. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, Fuck. A, that's a little rough, but uh You I don't think you did see that scene. I saw pretty much all of it. The only thing you see it. in the trailer is them standing in the driveway, which no, kind of No. No. You, you no, see the bolt. No, you see the no. bolting scene. You do? Yes. Okay, yes. Fine. Well, sure. I have a very bad memory, so get off my back. <laughs> well, there's also like eight different trailers and a lot of versions of each trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh but. Uh, since you asked me before Jake interrupted you, I'm going to go with music. <laughs> the music is what this movie does right. Hot. It's got okay. Damn. <laughs> okay. I love the use of music, but this is part of that it being a peel thing. I wanted to, like, I didn't understand. Some of it, I think, was I was looking for a deeper meaning. Like, I've got five on it. And then <laughs> that coming back up later when they're, like, recovering from the second house invasion kills. I was like, why? What's what is the, what's the meaning? <laughs> why did you do this? I loved the fucking Alexa reaction oh, yeah. during the kill. That Ophelia? Was, he calls it Ophelia? <laughs> that Well, the Ophelia thing and the Beach Boys while they're getting murdered is one of That's, the best things that was so ever good. made. So that first off, so I get a fantasy point for that for the contrapunctal music. Okay, uh, fair. I think that That's actually fair. is the first time I'm evoking that fantasy point. Hey, so man, I'm glad you were well. able to use it. Cheers, buddy. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I want to split this in half, kind of, because the score for the movie is very good. It was done by Michael Abels, who also did yes. Get Out. And he was yes. the one who's in charge of making the progression from I Got Five on it to the I Got Five on it remix to the anthem, which is called No Me Pa or something like that. It was the one that's alone. The, 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 the remix you've heard in the trailer is the combination of I Got Five on it and whatever the name of that song is. Yes. Um, and he does, I mean, the background sort of score for this movie does exactly what it needs to do. But, I mean, frankly, fundamentally, the use of the licensed music, like you guys are saying, is what makes individual scenes have their, like, amazing punch that they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, I mean, yeah, and then just extend from that. Like, this is a very well-put-together movie in pretty much every regard. Like, from a technical standpoint, this is great. Yeah. Yes. Very, Do we have great. any disagreements with? No. Any of that? I mean, they use NWA. It's fantastic. Like, it's it's well, great on every. Yeah. There's yeah, there's yeah. two more things that I want to kind of bring out of this. The first off is that they do one thing that I love to see in movies, which is that they have the score resolve from something that happens on screen. So specifically, the end when um, Pluto, the kid, the son, yes. is yes. standing in front of the burning car and he's snapping his fingers. Okay. And as he's snapping his fingers, the 
then the no me pa anthem thing comes in yeah and re- and starts on the same beat that he's snapping that's mm-hmm. a great way to build a scene it's awesome. And, man, fuck Lupita Nyong'o is cool. Like, when she's teaching her son the rhythm to the original I've Got Five on it in the car, she's snapping on the upbeats for some reason, like snapping on the threes. She's, Jack, just, she's so fucking cool. I love you so much because that is the perfect transition into the <laughs> second thing I wanted to talk about. And this is actually uh, another theory thing that was brought to my attention by one of my coworkers, yep. Uh, yep. Anthony, if you're out there listening, this one's for you. So... This is true of the soundtrack as well as that scene in the car where there are a lot of things happening off beat in this music. And his theory was that that's an early indication that Adelaide is a tethered, that she has no rhythm, essentially. <laughs> but she doesn't have it's, no rhythm. It's she just more rhythm. Okay, so I had that as a nitpick. Be- I had that fan theory as a nitpick because it's fucking stupid. Wow, okay, cool. I mean, it I, sucks. It's a stupid fan theory. I get so, that, no, I, it could be a fan theory, but it's not that she has no rhythm. She has more rhythm for being able to do that. Well, that, okay. It, I think it also comes back into mm-hmm. that, and they don't, really, they don't really extrapolate what this actually means uh, or what actually occurred at the dance recital, but there is something that happened at the dance recital that caused Adelaide to quit and Red to become the Messiah. And one, and the theory would go that one is capable of like getting the rhythm, and the other one is it's not clicking right. Yeah. And that uh, so it's it. Why so wouldn't they the, both do the exact same thing? Isn't that the whole point of oh, them being tethered? No, no, it's not. Uh, we'll get to that in nitpicks or does wrong. Okay, 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 does wrong. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just gonna wait. That's fine. I'm just yeah. saying, I think there's some intelligence that goes into making the like theme of the movie occur offbeat. Again, this is part of the problem with Peel movies. Like, I don't know if that's just a thing that they got wrong or if it's saying something deeper. Jake, I don't it's know. It's all you... an attempt to say something deeper. I don't know if you know. I don't this think in that's the Twilight. Right. I don't know if you noticed this in the Twilight Zone episode, Jake, but Mark, this isn't a spoiler for the Twilight Zone episode, but there's a scene where Camille Nanjiani orders like goes up to the bar after a bad set yeah. and orders i don't care something brown cheap and, and brown. cheap no ice no ice and he gets a glass that has ice whiskey with ice in it yeah. and then later on there isn't any and i'm like what the fuck does that mean why was that scene in there why they George aren't giving Peele. him what he wants when he's not performing well and then when he asks for the same thing later he gets what he wants is that all it is yes that's stupid. Well, that was what i took it at it's pretty simple but you have to add that's more work it's just a small thing, Jack. Oh my god, it's a problem with Peel movies. It 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 is a thing that like he throws so much in, and about I would say seventy five percent of it is him intelligently trying to craft background story, and then the other twenty five percent of it is just him throwing in either references to other things or random shit for people to obsess over. Yeah, sure. it's almost like a pra- you're watching a practical joke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, basically. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I think he's, but yeah, he, this is the, this is the kind of dude who like knows the type of shit that people do over guys like Kubrick. So he's like, I'm just going to fuck with people. Yeah. 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 Which is basically thing pretty rad. Is, right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's, that's totally fair. <laughs> um, I want to bring up cinematography in something the movie does right. I think it's fairly simplistic for the most part. Like it's not breaking any grounds in a lot of different instances right it's pretty standard horror fare mm-hmm. but there's a few scenes that were just really fucking cool and really interesting one of them is when they're walking on the beach and it's like that weird high angle shot where their shadows are really long and kind of following them along was just a really cool shot that went on for longer than i expected it to are you talking the, the beginning the overhead the, the overhead the the beginning before the tethered have shown up 
shadow. The, the overhead shot. Yes, exactly. Yeah, with the elongated okay. shadows. Okay. Um, which could come up in nitpicks because they shouldn't be that long with the sun where it wasn't the sky. Oh, my God. The point. Um, the, but then there's also really the, the shot when they're sitting on the beach towel and the Frisbee lands, like, perfectly on that circle. Mm-hmm. One, it's a cool shot the way it's set up. Two, it's executed well. And it also leads me into my, the next thing the movie does well is I love how much stuff there is and just, like, that's not quite right. Like, something's just weird about that. Something's wrong. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, and they, I, do, that's and my they specifically shit. highlight that from Lupita's character saying, like, sometimes, I believe in coincidence, but sometimes a shitload of coincidences just start to line up, and that's that means she's closer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it does adequately provide that sense of ominous dread that yeah. something is amiss purely because probability doesn't work like this. Right. And that's also how my brain but thinks. But what like, does that have to do with her tethered? I have no idea. That's like, going to come what up. Is, what is uh, a lot? What is a... a yeah. yeah I, no, nothing. I nothing. have no fucking It has idea. nothing to do... Yeah, but I, I, that's why I brought it up in, in terms of cinematography. It's like. just it's just there to to add some intrigue and dread. Yes. So and that's this fine. Is, this is sort of the movie magic side of it. It does fundamentally mean they're close because that's what the movie explicitly tells you it means. But from a story standpoint, it shouldn't mean anything. Oh, but that's yes. also what coincidence is, right? Like, it it doesn't mean anything. And a bunch of coincidences R- lining up doesn't well, mean anything. Also that's why that anything. shit's so effective for me in particular, because that's how my brain works. Like, weird shit like that will happen, and I'll be like, oh, God, I'm about to die or something. Well, right. I mean, if you go back to what a doppelganger is, like, if you meet your do- your doppelganger, You're there's that one die. episode of So Weird where if you touch your <laughs> doppelganger... <laughs> The universe like inverts itself or whatever. So theoretically, if you're trying to go for like a doppelganger <laughs> just perspective, so weird. You, you I, I guess as the as you get closer to the thing that could destroy the universe, the universe begins to like malfunction. Maybe that's sure. what they're going for. Sure. Yeah. No, I like it. We got anything else that does right, or do we want to move into what it doesn't? Uh, yeah. In line with what you're saying, I'm just gonna add a quick note here that the editing is really on point. I love. Th- I mean, throughout the movie, it's great, but. In general, I love the top of the movie where they start with the little, it's not really exposition, just like the dialogue card that says some have no purpose at all or whatever. The oh, tunnels. the tunnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you cut to Hands Across America, which is obviously an important thing for later in the movie. And Chud. And the and, Goonies. Like, and, this, this is another Peel thing. It's like every VHS there is a movie from that four-year radius around 86 or whatever. Talking about tunnels. about tunnels. Yeah. So with those first two, you establish sort of the dichotomy of what's above, what's below, and what's, you know, the general theme for the whole movie. And then you cut to the uh, the commercial for the whatever pier they're at, the Santa Cruz pier, um, to establish the setting. And then you cut immediately to the family doing their thing on the pier. And yeah. that is a really great way to set up a scene that's intelligent. It's not overly... It's not overly, uh, like, just ham-fisted with how they do it. It sets the time. It sets the place perfectly. And you don't just have a title card that says, 1986, Santa Cruz Pier. Here's what yeah. you're about to see. You also don't, just like, it's not just, like, tuning into a news broadcast that's like, we take you but now then, to appear okay. in 1986. But, but then did they really, if they did that, then did they need the one that was, like, present day? Uh, yeah, probably not. I they mean, probably didn't need that. Eh. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I don't know what goes into those decisions. That one didn't bother me as much, but I oh, do feel it, like it didn't this bother flows... me at all. But you're waxing poetic about the way they chose the first one, and that makes me realize they could have probably also done the next one, not weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or normally, right. I guess, not normally. Hey, yeah. here's some research I probably should have done before the episode. <laughs> Anybody look up what Jeremiah eleven eleven actually is? 
Uh, First off, I didn't know there was a Bible book called Jeremiah, so that was news to me. He was a bullfrog, Jack. Well, okay. He was a great friend of mine. Shit, I did know about that. How do you not know this? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I did look it up before, and it was something... It it doesn't have any extra meaning beyond what you would take from... It's just a general warning. I'm looking it up right now. All right. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them which they shall not be able to escape, and though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. That was delightful, Jake. Why don't you bust out that voice more often? Also, when you started doing that, I did not think you were actually reading the quote because that's <laughs> yeah, like I thought nonsense. you were just spitballing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I yeah, was. Yeah. That was all fake. That was all fake. Nice. No, Thank I mean you, that's sir. exactly what the verse is. Yeah, I just know it by heart. Good work, America. Uh, I, I think the main, the main point here is that I will bring evil upon them. Yeah, which sure. they shall not be able to escape. Whatever. So what the movie does middle, and the first one I want to talk about is something I don't actually know if it's what it does middle or what it does wrong, but for me, it's probably being harmed by following Get Out. And also That's what I had written down movie. too, actually. That's exactly what I had written down for does middle. Yeah, because th- this doesn't blend horror and comedy in the same way that Get Out did for me. This one has great horror and it has great comedy, but the transitions feel less natural and more jerky. Like I'm watching two different movies like the horror parts are horrifying and mark this is where i kind of disagreed with you where you said it's just the the humor is to light make it more realistic and be lighthearted. there i thought it was much more jarring when they're like sitting around the kitchen table making dumb jokes after having just murdered a family for a that's movie a, that that's at other points scene. was like realistically horror-ish so I, I i don't know this this movie felt a lot more horror comedy horror comedy whereas it felt much more integrated and get out that's fair i Look, as someone who very heavily uses humor as a coping mechanism, I think it seemed a little bit more realistic than it probably did to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually, I, I kind of agree with Mark. Frankly, that. in that situation, if I had just murdered the shadows of one of my best friends or whatever, I would be making a lot of jokes. If I had just killed inverse Jake, there would be a lot of jokes happening. <laughs> we definitely. If I mean, you had just killed Jake Jake, there'd be a lot of jokes happening. That's probably true, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so that's like I, I don't think it's what it does wrong, but it doesn't do as good of a job of blending those two things as Get Out did for me. Well, and and my take on this was I, I we had the same thing written down, but I went a little bit different direction with it. Get Out, as you guys said earlier, was very clearly about a specific topic. That if you weren't sure that it was about race walking out, then I don't think you watched the movie. Like this one, Correct. you could pretty <laughs> easily go to watch and walk out and not be totally certain what point was being made. And I actually think, like I said earlier, I think it's better, or at least I think it's still functional, if you're not reading an extra topic or societal criticism into it. It still works if you want to talk about race or homelessness, sorry, class or homelessness, but you don't necessarily need to walk out with that message in order for this movie to work. And I think that's what Peel wanted. Right, right, right. But having followed Get Out... People go in there thirsty for some type of message, and if it's not immediately clear, which in this totally. case is, it's still relatively clear once you kind of see what it's doing. But like, it's not, it's not as clear as it was in Get Out. The three of us ran the gambit of the literal opposites of meanings it could have, and all came to the conclusion that any one of us could have been right. So yeah, uh, so he's a genius. Uh, I mean, yeah, yes, I think that's undeniable. <laughs> that is true. Yes. <laughs> no, it Peel wasn't clear until now. It wasn't clear until now. Yeah. I don't have a lot else in the does middle category. That's all I have for does middle. 
Yeah. yeah, and I was just going to agree with the humor thing and insert the the next comment about lovely girlfriend. Uh, she yeah, talk felt, about her experience. Well, she felt because um, you hyped her up as being afraid of everything, afraid of everything. So she felt that the humor was so pervasive in this one, and she's seen Get Out as well. She felt that the humor was so pervasive in this one that it aided in her ability to not feel terrified out of her out of her mind. Were, were there any scenes where she decided to duck under her coat and check her email? No, man. She she stuck with it. There were scenes where she was starting to like do the ghost grasp for like my chest, and I was like sinking back into my seat because I wanted to focus. Frankly, Jake um, is a ghost at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, wasn't ghost grasp. That's what he means by that. I'm pale enough to be, man. It's a problem. <laughs> uh, so I I think that coming out of it, one of the things that she said was that there was a lot of of aid provided by the humorous aspects of this, which kind of speaks to both points you were making. But for someone like her, who is, I'm going to say in, in the regard of from a horror standpoint, she's probably a little bit more mainstream. She's the one that's going to be part of the gasping crowd, Jack. Um, it helped her get through it through the intensity of what the build otherwise provides. Okay. Who might not actually be looking for some of the same things that, that we are as, as horror fans. Sure. Sure, did sure. this movie did this movie stick with her? Like after you got home, I assume you guys were still sort of talking about it. But like, yeah. was there lost oh. sleep? Was there nightmare? Uh, she so she she did say that she didn't get to sleep until about one. We got home at like nine, uh, nine thirty. Can I raise an early nitpick with Jake? Sure, of course, always. We, you can raise. We a watched this whenever. movie together. We got out at about nine oh five. I was so tired. I wanted to like talk about the movie or something. Maybe go get a beer instantly. He and his partner were just gone. They just, like, vamoosed right the fuck out of there so he could get Dude, to bed. Dude, it's bedtime. <laughs> bedtime for Bonzo, man. Dude. It was I get it. I've actually I've been also kind of turning in right around 9, turning the things off and reading Jeez. for a little bit. And uh, it, my life is significantly better. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Come on, well, man. Well, Mark, I'm stressed out and miserable all the time, and I barely sleep at all. So I don't – your theory That sounds check lovely. Out. It's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> Join There's the old no people crowd, Jack. Join the old people people crowd. It's great. Uh, yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, anyway, I don't know what else to say about her in this particular segment. I'll get to what she thought. She, yeah, she didn't get to sleep until like one, but she said that it was more the adrenaline than the fear. Got it. Yep. Interesting. Let's talk about what this movie does wrong, and I don't think there's a whole lot here, but there's some stuff. There is one thing specifically that is incredibly wrong which okay, is go, the story go, as a whole <laughs> makes no fucking sense absolutely 100 percent nonsense that's kind of a big thing that's kind of this a big is why thing. i said i can't watch this movie without looking for some sort of an allegorical message because otherwise i'm watching a movie with the most bonkers nonsense bad story in the history of stories wow that's a little bit harsh it's not that bad but it's insane yeah. it's kind of crazy it's a wild and crazy story. Like, and the part that's objectionable about the story is delivered almost entirely, again, in the third act. It's a, it's a hard act for the genre. Uh, via, I believe it's Lupita, every single time, just telling us how things go, and then flashbacks that are given through whatever, the screen. And that is another thing that I was going to at first put in a nitpick, but I think it's something that actively it, it goes escalates. wrong. I agree. I was yeah. going to add that. Lupita has herself trapped, right? The the oh. What you think is the tethered version at that point. And she's telling herself things that herself should already know. It's objectionable, as was just said. Also, things that she would have had to have learned since she is not of the of the underground culture. And nobody else can talk. And nobody can talk. 
it's it's no it's just for the audience. It's there's no it's just a cinematic convenience and I hate it. They inject okay, let's just take a step back. Let's talk about the <laughs> exposition dump that happens. Let's just say what the movie gives us, which is that this was apparently some type of government conspiracy. Well, no, I need thing, a paraphrase version, thing please. The first is there are just tunnels every fucking where, apparently. Yep. All, always, yeah. There, there are tunnels first. under Boise. There are tunnels under Boise. That's true. Yeah. We should go down there. But it's probably tethered down there. Not everywhere in Boise. Ah, under downtown. Again, that's where that's where inverse Jake lives. Yeah. Okay. So yes, there are, there are tunnels. I have, so if you're if there are are there I assume there aren't like massive systems of tunnels under the suburbs, but that's where most people live. So like, what are those tethers doing? That's what, what are, I'm saying. What happens? That, does your tether? Hold on, Jack. You're gonna have to hold on because I have a no. question. I have a big question now. Does your tether like stay in the main hub of its tetheredom? Because like not all of these tunnels are connected. So when I'm like studying abroad and living in New Zealand, does my tether just hang out here and mirror me out in this tunnel? It would have been so easy to give a line about that, but instead they chose to have a literal tethered for every person at the amusement park doing the amusement park things under the amusement park. It didn't make sense. Indicating that they literally follow you everywhere they go. Yes, yes. (gasps) So, well, there is sort of, I can't remember specifically when it is, but there is sort of a visual storytelling thing there where there is just like a room that they go into for travel. Where they still are mimicking like all of your moves, but they're not like physically relocating. Did so, that happen? When did that happen? Uh, it was in one of the like quick flashback things. I wow, they really a- they actually included that then. Sort of. I've missed that. Oh, props if they did that because that was a question mark. Yeah, for me too. Cool. But I mean, it would still be you still just mirroring what they're doing, and then yeah. So so all the tethered are just in this amusement park then. Some Everyone new- lives in Santa Cruz. <laughs> yeah, Thomas. all of the Santa Cruzites are in the Fuck. pier. And I'll tell you the part that pissed me off the most about it was the ones mimicking the actions on the roller coaster. Oh, yeah, I do. All in the same line. Yeah. Like, they all didn't bump into walls and shuffle around to trip over each other when they were getting into that line. Yeah. And now they're just going to stand there in a doorway and mimic being on a roller I coaster. I have a question. Oh, this is good. Okay, Hold on. Yeah, this has to with w- your no, question. There's going to be many questions. It has to wait until nitpick. It's a nitpick. It's and a why did you just inter- why did you just interrupt to tell us that you have a question? And uh, to ask because question? I didn't realize that it was the wrong segment until I'd already said I had a question. Yeah, and our segments are perfectly curated, so there's <laughs> yeah, okay. no reason to. Uh, We're doing it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Okay, let's put a pin in the discussion of the tethered because Fine. it is what this movie does wrong. But there's a lot of nitpicks around it too because of how badly this movie does it. I'm going to bring up one other thing that I noticed this movie does wrong. That there are a few. Very janky visual effects. Uh, the main one that I that caught my attention was at the final exposition jump dump from Red to Adelaide when Red is against the whiteboard in the classroom thing, uh, and you have the crosscut of Adelaide in the background, Red in the foreground. All you can see is Red's face. It very very close. It takes up probably sixty percent of the screen, and then there's like pretty clearly a vertical cut. And then they just splice in the the footage from behind her. And the lighting isn't right. They're overlaying the two shots. It's f- probably like an homage to some previous visual thing from another horror movie. But to me, the way that scene was built didn't look right. Okay. Um, I, I do need to take us back a little bit, though, because we started screaming in the middle of you trying to explain what the movie tells us the tethered are. We never actually got there. Oh, can we just punt that into nitpicks? Because it's one big thing. Sure. Okay. Yes, sure. Yep. I don't have too much else did wrong. I mean, the the story is basic nonsense, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really it. 
yeah, it, it is kind of interesting. This is a great example of a movie that has like it's it's down there for story, um, but the rest of it works pretty well. So we'll see how that fleshes out in ratings. Yeah, oh, we yeah, will. we will. Oh boy, I better chug a few of these beers before we get there. Ooh. Jake, do you have anything that this wow. movie does? No, I, mine was in the story too, but I do find that a lot of what I like with the question thing that I just had, they fit better in nitpick. Okay. Yeah. In that case, blow that whistle. <laughs> Can I get nitpick to the question station. one? Because I want to start with something stupid. Let's start with Jake's. Let's stupid start with thing, something yes. stupid. Um, so this goes back to the tethered thing and whatever they're doing when you're up top. This is a question. Okay. But I think it has to fit here because <laughs> the answer is going to be stupid. What happens when you're like dumping? That was my first, my first note too. Was There's it really? Goes up. Why aren't those tunnels just full of shit? Yeah, they don't have any toilets. There aren't Maybe any they sh- hold on, guys, guys, guys. I'm hatching a I'm hatching a theory right now. Oh, good. Mark's fan. Mark's passion. I love fan Mark's theories. fan theory corner. Maybe they shit bunnies. And then they eat them, too, so they eat their own shit. It's one you cycle. The, the money keeps moving. Beings. The bunnies keep moving through the cycle. You eat pieces of shit <laughs> for circle. breakfast? It keeps moving. It keeps moving in a circle. Because otherwise, the bunnies don't make any goddamn sense. Well, okay, also on the bunnies, if you eat nothing but rabbit for your whole life, you're going to get protein poisoning yeah. and die real quick. Real That's quick. some Survivor Man shit right there. Can? Yes. Yes. Can a tether die without the other one dying? Yes, they kill themselves. So, they, they, so you, oh yeah, shit. That was the whole movie. It happens on screen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Did I even watch this movie? I don't know, man. I'm losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> You've lost your goddamn mind, Charlie. I mean, notably, you guys didn't take any notes on this because we saw it in the theater. So the fact that you guys are doing this all off the top of your heads is actually pretty impressive. I oh, managed. Thanks, to, so I was telling Jake this earlier. I managed to scrawl five nitpicks down on our way out of the theater in yeah, my notes app. I've been trying to remember them over time. I have another one I'd like to get to real quick. Okay. Um, I feel like there's some borderline superhero type maneuvers, but it's wildly inconsistent with the tethered. Uh, the main one being whatever her, the girl's name was. Her tethered Zora jumps on top of a moving car that is bustling when it gets to her. That wouldn't happen. Nope. They would either there needs to be more consistency in these tethered's ability to do superhuman things or just not. And they, it's used like twice, and I feel like both in both instances are with her. I uh, don't like it. There's also there's a little superhuman stuff with um the the main dudes uh tethered just being like obscenely strong. Sure, he should be a, exactly Abraham. the same strongness Abraham, as yeah. as Gabe. Yeah. They should be the same strength. It should be a really good fight. Right, but no, he exactly. was manhandling they, and, him. And, and it's it's saying t- telling that at first you don't know like how you don't know if they're like super strong or whatever. They might yeah. have super. But do you, I mean do you agree with me? I like totally when do. when yeah. whatever her name I don't remember her fucking name. Um, Shocking. Well, when she's driving the car, like, she's up to a good speed, and this girl just Zora. dances on top of it. Dances Ombre. to the top. Yeah. Uh, no. There's, this well, is, this is what's wrong with the story. They interjected, like, some weird conspiracy theory bullshit to make, to take this from a supernatural, interesting story to some type of accidental government experiment gone awry. Or yeah, so forgot. now we yeah. have to get to the exposition. The exposition dump is that the government created a project where they found a way to make exact replicas of people and then also souls exist and they share a soul. Oh my fuck. Or don't share a soul. I, I cannot live with this that part of the plot. That cannot exist for me to Although allow I will movie. say that's that's just her theory, right? That's just one dumb uneducated woman's theory. Yeah. The central character of the movie? Yes. She's been living down there since she's 10. 
Had she had a traumatic experience, then lived with a tribe of people who didn't talk and only ate bunnies for twenty five years, and, and was that's somehow compelled to mimic the movements of the people who she was tethered to. And as a result, she went fucking insane and so, made up a bunch of lies about how they came to be. I, I will grant you, it might be an unreliable narrator kind of situation. I feel situation. like that's a terribly effective unreliable narr narrator situation. That yeah. was a hard sentence. Then, then the movie just gave us stone nothing about what they are and why did you have that exposition in the first place? Uh, well, I actually, you're getting to a point where I feel like this is a neat pick. No. I, wait, hold on, though. If it's an ex expedition, I cannot talk, <laughs> exposition dump where... She's saying something that actually it doesn't end up being it's, an, an expedition wrong. dump. It ends up showing how insane she really is. That's kind of a cool little tilt on what it, you typically get. Maybe I mean I, like I would that. agree with you if the movie gave us any inkling to anything, anything else. Wrong. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But it makes me want to like it. I know, but it, it just doesn't work. <laughs> and then, but that whole scene, the other nitpick is. She's telling it to the only person who actually knows definitely what happened. <laughs> hey, you, the one that definitely knows. And listen to this I, shit. Yeah, I got it. The whole, they would have been so much better had the whole scene. Adelaide was just sitting there like, you have this so fucking wrong. What? <laughs> this is not how we work. This is not how any of this works. I got into a oh, legitimate nice. argument with my wife that spanned way more than this movie after this was done. Uh, Mary Poppins came up a lot. But she, because my wife was saying that. No, 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 but, but she doesn't remember any of that. The Adelaide like that we knew on screen, the one that was originally one of the tethered. And I was like, so you think she just doesn't remember any... You think when she thinks back to what her 10. parents were like before she was 10 years old, she remembers a normal... Like, 10 isn't 4. You can't so wait, just, are, like, we, are we trying to make the argument here that Julie Andrews is a tethered? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Because like, <laughs> then it came up that whole fan theory, about, or not not fan theory, but that whole, uh, there was a, like a fictitious essay written from the perspective of a therapist of one of the kids from Mary Poppins. And he's like, he keeps talking about how he lived in a fucking chalk art thing for a week and a half, I think. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> so on the above world, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, but in the below world, you're like eating poison off of a knife or something is that how that works yeah i don't i don't i don't fucking know man <laughs> and like are there are there doctors in the below world because when adelaide had to have a c-section and the baby just got ripped out of her who sewed her back up i think there's still like an uh, like a bizarro doctor he's just bad at his job is he because didn't I'll she tell you say what? that she didn't get the c-section though no she said you got a c-section i, I had didn't. the baby ripped out of my belly oh i thought she said she just had okay uh, I'm okay. just going to rapid fire through all the questions I had written down. This is a non-exhaustive list of the things that stuck out to me. Okay. Uh, Let's see how much overlap there is here. I'm going to tell you if it's on my list. Okay. Do they have to move the same? What is the physical yes. link between pairs? Are they compelled to have the same developmental experiences? Do they know what's going on up top? They were created by man hundreds of years ago in an office building that looks like it was from the 90s and has an escalator. They're not just able to leave until, well, they decide to leave, I guess. <laughs> yes, 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 uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, There's a line in here that says, this required decades of planning. Really? You walked out and started stabbing people. No, it was the no, no, no. The hands across America yeah, part required dude, that part. Guy. No, 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 no. She's specifically talking about Red is specifically talking about the plan that she is in charge of to get the tethered out of the underground. I think she's which in is charge the hands of across America. It. She's in charge of all of it. 
she's also in wait hold on so you're saying that the 10 year old girl was in charge of orchestrating hands across america yes no the 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 oh, tethered yes. version of hands across america yes. Yes. oh 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 yeah the tethered version yeah yes so their plan that took decades to orchestrate was we're gonna walk out of here stab people and then hold hands yes, yes. mark okay. she doesn't know what the surface world looks like she gotta figure out where all the mountains she are. does know what the surface world looks like <laughs> not what all of it looks like i don't know what the fucking Mount, like I know what the wow. area uh-huh. immediately around me looks like. Yeah, and that's where that's where this happened. She had to tell the tethered how to get across Arkansas holding hands. No, she didn't. She just had to say hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard though, dude. You're gonna eventually make a big circle instead uh, of the hands across America. I mean, you're not gonna make a circle because America doesn't go all the way around the planet. No, but you're not gonna get across America. Jake's saying you're, you're gonna accidentally make a small gonna circle. make a circle instead yeah. of going across. You're gonna America. somebody's not gonna continue going east. They're gonna fuck up, and you're gonna continuously veer left, Mark, and then you're gonna be in Vancouver. It pulls to the left. The line just pulls like to the, the boat. Left. Just like the boat. <laughs> and my dick. And my dick. <laughs> uh, that was most of them. The last one I'd written down was why are there bunnies? The fuck is with the bunnies? Yeah, it's it, uh, and and. Yeah. The opening shot of zooming out on the bunnies was so weird and out okay. of place. Okay. I really, liked it. I, I, like I really it. liked it. I really liked it. I do, it was such an homage to 80s movies. It was great. Oh, but I it was loved weird. it. I have um, some non-story related nitpicks. Okay, go. Some actual nitpicks, if you will. What? Go. So Gabe and his family are ostensibly pretty <laughs> well off, right? They have a vacation house in Santa He went Cruz. to Howard. He, he went, went to, to Howard. Howard. Yeah, they're, they're doing pretty well. They're very Buy well Buy a off. bigger fucking bed for your vacation house. You're a large man, and when he lays on that bed, he takes up the entirety of it. Well, so I think, A, that might be a strategy of his. Yeah, But, Jack. B, there is also a substantial amount, if we are going to go back to the classism thing, we There's should. also a substantial amount of the keeping up with the Joneses aspect of classism, where like you're barely into that upper class. That's why and, his white friend is there. Uh, guess and, what? Yeah, you and your best friend is like able to do the things that you're like. Yeah. That look, he has plenty of money. He can have the giant boat, and he has all these other nice things. He has Ophelia, and you're able to like get this <laughs> yes. kind of small, still nice, but not look, as dude. Great Ophelia, it's a pretty high barrier to entry on oh. a fucking smart device. But also, an <laughs> off-brand Casper mattress will run you 250 bones for a queen size. Buy one of those fuckers. An off-brand Casper. Yeah, that's what we sleep on. Jesus Christ. It's pretty what good. What is it, an avocado? It's pretty good. I don't know. Okay. I uh, really okay. wish that I knew one of, one of the names of the uncle ghosts from Casper so that I could make that joke, but I do not <laughs> off the top Ernest. of my head. Ernest. I think Stinky was one of them. Yeah, was Stinky stink- one of them? Stinky was the skinny one with like the head thing. Yeah, like the weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah buy, yeah, buy yeah, a yeah. Stinky mattress. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Oh no, Stinky! That wasn't Stinky. My, stinky was one of the fat ones. I don't think so. I think stinky, I think so. No, think... the one of the fat ones was definitely the farty one. <laughs> well, but Stinky, I think it was an ironic nickname. No, like I don't. A big guy like the Three Stooges. No, I still don't think so. I don't think it was that intelligent. What do you mean, like the Three Stooges? Yeah, they're like the Three Stooges. Which one of the Three Stooges was named an ironic name? Mo. Curly. Curly. Uh, Curly is the best example because Curly was bald. I think Mo is. Curly is the the specific example. What do you mean the best? Yes, it is the best example because that's the ironically named one. Well, but Jake was the one who was supposed to counter my point. Jake said Mo. That's that's what matters. I mean, that was humor, though. (laughs) You're missing the jokes. The one that could not be ironic. Mo. <laughs> well, he was really more like a Scott. Larry Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jack. Shut up. Pause. Mo pause, was less. Pause. Why would Larry be ironic? That's what I was. Ju- you paused that. That me saying that was that. when you needed to pause. Really, you paused yeah, me well, saying those same words. 
I, I was talking over you, and I couldn't hear you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, a uh, couple nitpicks with uh, Tim Heidecker and his whole situation. Okay. They never told Ophelia to turn off the music. I get you. You're having some fun with it later on when there's fuck the police and all that stuff, but the yeah. music just stops at one point, and they didn't tell Ophelia to turn it off or actuate anything. And then it's it just off. back on. Yeah, then it's just back on. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that could have happened off camera, but whatever. Uh, I don't know. The, the one that gets me worse, though... Maybe that's just a, maybe this is a play on how stupid he is. But when his wife is worried about there being someone outside, oh, and go he was take funny, a look, man. He turns the lights on in his all glass window house to yeah. look outside. Let me not be able Let to see me anything. Not be able to see stone outside of out ten these feet windows. from here. <laughs> so maybe they don't have external lighting, and literally the only way he has to shed light on anything outside is to turn the lights on in the in the He's, house. Jack, it's a moonlit night. He's still far better off keeping all keeping turning the off. inside lights off. I feel like maybe that could... maybe Josh is himself trying to keep up with the Joneses of another family we don't see, and they have exterior lighting. I mean, that's what all this is—is is a commentary on class. I'm sure there's a class, class, class. Why there's are another... you class shaming Josh for not having exterior lighting? Jack, because that's. Upset. I am Jake. Fantasy point. Jack was the one making the point. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I, I was the last Mark one Mark got talking. it right. <laughs> you just didn't listen and assumed that he was yelling okay, at you. Okay, Mark, I'll give you a fantasy point. <laughs> cool, Wait, thank for you. for you getting yeah. the fantasy point wrong? Yes. Okay. I feel like that should be implemented. All right, I like if that. You, if you do something as bombastic as what I just did and you're incorrect, you should give the other person a fantasy point. That seems fine. It's, yeah. It's like a whose line is it anyway point, but that's fine. Uh, whose line is it anyway is one of the best <laughs> oh, shows but, ever made. I mean, yeah. so I feel like we should be doing that. Do you know that These show's still going on? Uh, no. With the woman from Archer as the host now? Which one? Alicia uh, Tyler. Aisha Tyler. Yes. Aisha. Okay, Aisha cool. Tyler. Uh, that sounds funny. I like that. Yeah. Great. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to piggyback on your nitpick. What the fuck actually happened to Tex, the, the tethered version of Josh? He got killed in the boat. Yeah, they cut. Oh, they cut out that whole scene. There, that, uh, yeah, be, it was that weird. better be a deleted scene on the Blu-ray. But like, because it's yeah, the because fuck? Gabe was not in good shape there and was at no. a tactical disadvantage. Yeah, the yeah, thing, and, yeah, and that, tech, the last thing we see is Tex marching down to the red light from the flare, like being all grimacy, and then you just cut to him coming back. It was and being it was like, really oh, weird. It was really weird because they established that the the flare backfired, which was hilarious. Which yeah, was they established hilarious. that it backfired, and then he was coming down, so you had Gabe at a disadvantage. But then you just have to assume that his strength brought One. him through. I don't know. It's bizarre. I mean, yeah. in fairness, he's absolutely going to be able to overpower Tim Heidecker. Yeah. Tim Heidecker's tethered, and I but... think there was also some some amount of like just anger at the actual Tim Heidecker there. Probably. Uh, there's probably some pent up uh, yeah, aggression. I don't yeah. want to call it anger because he like he they are he they're likes friends. him. They're yeah. friends, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. jealous to a yeah. certain degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So might as well take it out on the dickhead version. They're not really not a friends. dickhead. They aren't. They aren't evil. They just exist. He's. Uh, I love that scene where he's just sitting in the chair drinking scotch. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so fucking. I wish like I remembered. Asleep. Yeah, I wish I remembered some of his quotes because they were good. It's so choice. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, since it's chronologically right after that, I'm gonna throw one more thing on here, which was just why the fuck would you knock in that? Who knocks? Who knocks? He so he kills, he kills Tex. Gabe Tex. comes back into the house and then he knocks on the front door. I think he's giving his family credit for having killed all of them. That's a lot of credit to give, and also if your family is having an active like physical struggle struggle upstairs. You're going to knock at the door and wait to come in instead of rushing upstairs to make sure they're okay? Yeah, what if they're home aloneing it, standing, like, get a paint can ready to bash into the head of whoever walks in the door? I knock. 
Because the tether uh, would knock. I mean, I feel like there's a smarter way to go about it than just knocking and waiting. Because if it is like the if it is the inversions of them uh, that are going to come to the door, Gabe that's is, not going to help your case. Gabe is a lot of things, but he is not a tactical genius. <laughs> okay, that's that's probably fair. <laughs> I mean, that's well established within the movie. Look, itself. I'll say this here. I I thought it worked really well in the scene, but when. If there's a weird fucking family standing in my driveway late at night, and then when I say identify ourselves, and they fucking scatter, and then one of them starts walking towards me, I'm not going to hesitate to hit that guy as hard as I can with a baseball bat. Yeah, I don't understand why he runs away. He has the bat. I, 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 might, I assume I mean, in that situation, Jack, you have like a briefcase full of knives. None of them notably throwing knives, but you throw all of them Yeah. in an attempt to throw knives? Sure. Okay. Also, maybe just uh, maybe have a gun. Well, okay, hold I on. Mean, Jake, maybe you have a gun? Jake. What? Now we're into a whole other thing. <laughs> I mean, I paused, but, you know. <laughs> you this, you it, gotta stand your ground, right? It's yeah. the castle doctrine. It's important. Look, oh it God. can. It doesn't have to be an assault rifle, okay? Yeah, a standard handgun. Yes, fine. a standard handgun that you have a permit for. It's okay. Uh, look, all I'm saying is I would have hit that motherfucker with the bat a lot. Uh, yeah, well. I wouldn't have know. run back inside. I'll tell you what I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have held the bat like haphazardly in my offhand as I was trying to blockade him. That's what I'm saying. He's not a tactical genius. <laughs> and I wouldn't have just hung my knee out there to get whacked. Yeah. Oh, whacked. I remembered another nitpick. I didn't get to write this one down, but I remembered it. It better be good. When they see the little kid and then they drive and then there's clanking under their car, the what's happened is 100% so obvious. How stupid are you that you assume everything is fine? It's obviously a trap. Well... There's I a mean, certain amount. Hey, denial is like one of the stages of grief, Jack. They're still trying to process what happened to them. Okay, uh, but denial about what happened, not denial about the physical things that are why? happening to you. Denial why? about the ongoing apocalypse that is occurring. So, but not denial about how cars and sounds work. Uh, look, denial. It's 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 splash damage. Denial spreads <laughs> into other things. Why does Pluto? Uh, like some of the time, like if if he's he, how can he be coaxed into doing like the mirror of what? Yeah, the best I Jason could do, and does. this is giving him a lot of credit, was like it takes them as they grow older, they get better at not doing the same thing. Because well, it's weird because yeah, like when interesting. Ah, I don't know about that because like when you have like the flashback scenes to underground, everybody is like right, right, totally so beholden to like doing exactly what their te- their earthbound tether is. Right, and then once she started awakening people, it then they were able to, to shed that away. Yeah, and but this kid's not good at it because maybe he just sucks. He'll good at it. No, he'll get good at it in the future. Well, then why is the girl so much? She's not that much older, and she's, she's really like good at it. Yeah, older. it's not like it's not like Umbre is sprinting backward. I know. He's fucking Look, that's, good. That's what I'm saying. It's giving them a lot of credit. I think this kid just isn't good at it. Okay, that's its own nitpick. Fine. Well, I mean, there is a fundamental issue with the movement that's related between them. Sure. Oh, They're yeah. obviously okay. trying to evoke some type of like inverse version of people, but also they are very... They're using almost no rules to apply when the movement thing happens. Uh, also, if that was the kid's plan to like make his tethered walk backwards into the fire, he did it really dramatically. Like he did the Jesus pose and walking backwards. How about you just turn around and sprint? Well, because that's I, what Jason specifically was doing. in that in that case, it's because he's holding the match over the gasoline trail that goes to his mother. So he holds his arms out so that he can't. Yeah, drop so the sprinting the would thing. put it out. You've got well, and also that doesn't work. We know he's holding his arms, dude. Ten years ago, he's holding his (laughs) arms out because Jason is. I thought. 
Yeah, yes. exactly. So yes. why does Jason hold? That's what I'm saying. Jason is the one fuck doing it really thema- cinematically, rather uh, than because normally. he's a sadistic fuck. Also, yeah. that kid's <laughs> real bad at that magic trick. That magic trick is a flint wheel and a spark maker. Like he fails so hard to make a spark so many times. It's a lighter. He's a I have a check. question. You get, did get that did you spend almost this entire movie just channeling the scenes of of Job from the uh, from Arrested Development? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I, just, I was picturing the final countdown throughout most of it. Yeah, exactly. I would like to recut this movie with a lot of different music and make it hilarious. <laughs> More Because, yeah, Final Countdown would feature heavily. All right. It feels like we've been at this for a while. We probably have to go to ratings. I have some neat picks to okay. go through just Blast to give the, the movie its credits. Quick one. I think the Candy Apple at the beginning, this is a Jordan Peele movie, so this is a long stretch, but I feel like it's probably a reference to the Red Balloon from It. That's interesting. Didn't think uh, about that, but I like it. I liked that sort of visual effect. And the other one is obvious. This is kind of obvious, but we haven't really talked about it yet. All of the, most of the names are pairings that are thematic. So you have Gabe and Abraham from the Christian, whatever uh, you have Kitty and Dahlia, which is Elizabeth Moss's character. They're obviously like two of the most famous killings in the United States. Uh, I still don't understand Josh and Tex, but Zora and Umbra are the dawn and the darkness. Yep. Zora means dawn. Umbra is obviously part of a shadow. The darkest part of the shadow. Yeah. Jason and Pluto are both parts of the Greek mythology. I, I mm-hmm, These mm-hmm, are not mm-hmm. things that are required for the script at all and are basically only introduced through the credits. Red yeah, and you Adelaide? Don't know. Red yeah. and Adelaide? I don't understand that one. There's okay. probably something there, but I'm not inside Jordan Peele's mind, so I don't know. Well, red um, wears red, see? <laughs> they all wear red. Well, she but made them wear red. She my point red. is these, these are she things saw that red. Were, these are things that were foisted upon the movie, and they're not really required, but they're fun to read into as additional reading material. That's, that's just that, that's, that's the type of shit that makes these Jordan Ooh. Peele movies work, right? He just yeah. throws in extra detail yes. for no apparent reason. That stuff is fun. That Simil- is similar fun in its own right. Neat pick is the all the Michael Jackson stuff. There's a lot yeah. of Michael Jackson stuff a lot of in Mike. here, yeah. right? The, they oh, all yeah. wear one glove. They're all wearing the red jumpsuit, and it's 1986. Like, it's, there's a lot of MJ. Well, he also said that the one glove thing was also just because it's creepy as fuck. It is creepy so, as fuck. Yeah. But it's all, I mean, she wears a thriller shirt at the goddamn beginning of well, this. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, it's actually, MJ and creepy. That shirt specifically is another nitpick. If if you're going to have a line in there saying that whenever I was, whenever you were giving something soft, I was given something full of sharp edges and daggers and shit, don't have the underground guy give the exact same shirt to That's a good point. Adelaide. I hadn't thought about that. Especially if he's conjuring it from It nowhere. wasn't wasn't it like a worn version of it though? I don't know. Doesn't it was matter. it didn't have the same uh, there was something different. I remember. But that. it's definitely not made out of knives. It's no, probably it's softer not. Well, than the No other one's one. shirts are made out of knives. She's fucking she's uh, being I'd be interested in a shirt like that. She's being melodramatic. Okay. <laughs> um also, but but along with that, Peel has said Michael Jackson, like, because somebody asked him, like, you started making this movie before all this new MJ stuff, and he's like, well, what are you talking about? I knew uh, Michael Jackson has always been problematic. People have just been unwilling to admit it. He's one of the most, like, duality of man guys you could possibly consider. I mean, yeah, literally, physically, he changed races. So, I mean, yes. if that doesn't align perfectly with messages that Jordan Peele is trying to send to society, then I don't know what is. Uh, it, it aligns perfectly. Jacob yeah. put sunglasses on? It's it's an interesting development. It I'm trying has, to get past it, and it I can't. It has to be time to go to ratings. Jake is wearing sunglasses in a dark room. He wears his sunglasses at night. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word he said, but I helped him a drink his wine. 
we over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how the Waterboy would rate Colonel Sanders. Well, folks, Mama's wrong again. <laughs> no, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Mama's right. And for ten, think about Jack Donaghy would rate how drunk he is. How drunk are you? A lot to vary. Boy, that robot body paint does not wash off. This is the body paint, or is Danny just glowing like a beacon of manly camaraderie? Oh God, I'm extremely drunk. Stories, first category to rate these movies. Uh, let's say, Jake, this was your pick. Rate the thing yeah, for story. We'll, we'll say it. Uh, I think you guys might be mad at me. Um, I gave this just below middling, and we shout a lot on this. I gave this a five for story. Well, it's really interesting because, like, I, I don't hate that rating. I feel like this is kind of a cop-out rating because I feel like the story is nonsense, like we discussed. However, I also feel like... Jordan Peele is a smart man, <laughs> and I am not. Yeah, that dude has some shit going so on. So I kind of just, you know, gave it a little bit of a padding sort of situation where <laughs> just I think, to him. I think that some of this makes sense if you dissect it or view it enough that I am just not getting through one-time viewing with my mental capacity. Uh, that's all Mr. I can Peele. say. Mr. Peel, if you're out there listening, uh, please come on our podcast. We'd love to, to have you on the podcast. All of these psychotic thoughts you were having. We've almost figured out how guest audio works. Hey, man. Yeah, we've, we've, hey. We're getting there. We've almost figured out how our audio works, so we'll definitely get there by if you come on. Uh, I'm going to go next. I gave it a four. Jake, I don't hate the rate. It's, it's a hard movie to review. Like, the story is basic nonsense, but it also didn't really hurt the movie. Like, it, it didn't. Take away from my. You're not mad experience. at me, so that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Mark, um, I gave it a four and a half. Yeah. I'm okay. Great. The difference between you two, but I have mine written down for the record. So the actual origin story is utter nonsense. Absolutely zero. It's a one out of ten. Uh, since the bottom of our scale is a one, but you only get to that point in the third act, right? So like the actual composition of how this movie progresses is still fundamentally good. It's interesting you are drawn in to watch it. Just because they decide to ascribe a ridiculous origin story to the second half doesn't mean that you shouldn't really give it some credit for at least being unique and providing an interesting setup, at the very least, to a home invasion movie. Yeah, I buy that. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of really unique things happening around home invasion. <laughs> unique totally. New York. <laughs> Yippers. World building and immersion is our second category. Jake, what is your world building and immersion uh, score? I, I gave this one an eight. I was really, Whoa. I was really glued to the screen for the duration of this movie, and I that's for a variety of reasons. But one of those is that Peel can make a movie that is entertaining and interesting to watch, and you are looking for every tiny little fucking morsel you can possibly find. Because you expect it. Yeah, you there sure was, are. There was another Fruit Loops joke also buried in this one. <laughs> there, it's the dude is obsessed with Fruit Loops. It is a treasure trove of immersive elements that you are. It's an Easter egg hunt. Jordan Peele builds movies that are Easter egg hunts, and yes. that's what this was. And he succeeded at that again. Eight. Yeah, I don't know why I uh, made such a reaction when you said eight. I gave it a seven. Um, and this like. It's tough because the, it, I did get pulled out by the rapid transitions between horror and comedy being like it was a binary thing. It was like a switch flipped between the two and they didn't work that well together in this movie for me. I still loved both and enjoyed the ride the whole time. Sure. So it's uh, that's that's where it lost some points for me. Also, 
in the third act, movies have third act problems. Horror movies. Um, the <laughs> do. I think movies have third act problems, but horror movies are yeah, what that's we not review. True. That's they not true. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, perfect third act. <laughs> Ooh, Lupita Nyong'o. I don't. Okay. The the Lupita Nyong'o expositing to herself for an extended period of time really sucked me out. This could have been a nine or a ten without those two issues. Mark. Um, I actually was the highest of the three of us. I, I don't. I don't hate it. Yeah. Good. I gave it an eight and a half. Yep. First off, the performances. There's a, Lupita specifically. If she's on screen and she is for most of this, then I'm 100% invested. Sure. But even the supporting characters are all pretty phenomenal and interesting. And he, like the scene to talk about a time when Lupita's not on screen, the scene when, um, what's the kid's name? The one that isn't Pluto. Jason wanders off to go to the bathroom and he stumbles on the hobo who's like the first tethered guy just standing there holding his arms out so that they can start the chain dripping blood dripping blood that scene is incredible the whole the whole movie is imminently watchable and yeah. literally the only time that my immersion broke was in the basement when they're trying to kind of create this backstory that they, they went midichlorian with it and that's the part where you don't need that <laughs> right the level of bad story there is enough to break your immersion especially and because even if you accept that exposition you still have to just be like uh, okay, you haven't explained any fucking thing. Like it would have been a lot better if they'd done none of that. Yeah, it's a it's a very it's very stylistic for a thing that might be a conspiracy theory, but also it would behoove them just to like come to the surface and kill everyone. So why are you choosing scissors? Look, we're not we're, we're not relitigating this whole thing. Also, There's a lot of this you can get hung up on, but also fundamentally, nitpick. if you don't think too hard about it. It's a good, it's an easy watch. It's offensive to left-handed people. Fuck those scissors. Those are all right-handed scissors. Impossible to use. Impossible can, to can use. confirm. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a great little touch. All of the all of the downstairs people should have been left-handed. That well, would have been Except neat. for the people who are left-handed on the surface. They're the only ones who could get killed by their doppelganger. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fuck, we'd be fucked <laughs> again. Let, this is not a world made for lefties. No, it's not. I hate it. Really it. Isn't. Scare, you guys factor. Scare factor is our third category. Jake. I Andy Dalton'd it. Okay. I gave it a, yeah, I gave it a five and a half. Um, I think the more interesting thing than my scare factor score is the noted not horror fan, lovely girlfriend's scare factor score, because I did ask her this as we were preparing to fall asleep. Uh, she said she gave it a seven, which for her with a movie like this, I feel was she it was gives, like episodes of black mirrors 10 so. yeah i feel it was lower than i was expecting and i think it goes back to what she was saying about how there was always a humor element involved uh that helped bring her it helped deliver her from her fear basically and that's there's a truth to that with this movie and the way that it was structured uh i do think that the the home invasion element of it and what it had going for a short burst was really good but it was a short burst, and there is a lot of humor padding here. It's an intense movie at times, but it's not gonna blow your socks off. Yeah, not as much. The trailer makes it seem fucking terrifying. The trailer also shows you the fucking terrifying part. Right. Yeah, I gave it a six. Look, th that you're you're right. The home invasion part. I I put that among the pantheon of greatest horror scares. Uh, you apparently do. It's fantastic. Okay. And then I also really like the stuff with the daughter being chased by her tethered and the car stuff. That's all really good, even though I didn't gasp like our audience did at that movie theater. But uh, that was all great stuff. But then apart from everything after that is so interspersed with absurd humor that I just, it wasn't scary at all. And that's fine. And there's some okay gore. 
Uh, the the only the last thing I will say is that Lupita Nyong'o's performance when she has herself chained to the to the table is goddamn weird and terrifying. Like they show you're that talking too. about. Or wait, are you t- clarify? Are, are you talking about evil Lupita? Well, oh, hold on. Wait, are you talking about Red Adelaide Lupita or, Red? or Adelaide Lupita? Red's performance there. Okay, got it, like when she's tapping her face like that. They show you that in the trailer too, but it works really well. They show you all of it in the trailer, but they didn't show it to you with that really cool violin score, like like when she's uh, doing it. I'm pretty that sure that violin did, was in the trailer. God damn it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fuck. Well, that was scary too. And then Elizabeth Moss was the only scary part of the last half of the movie, uh, but she was very scary. So she was good. Yeah. Six. Mark. I'm gonna keep climbing the ladder. I gave it a six and a half. Okay. Uh, cool. I think we are sort of biased toward uh home invasion movies because i mean frankly i'll tell you this i am biased toward home invasion See? movies because i find them very creepy okay the unfortunate part about this movie is that there is home invasion but it doesn't last particularly long yeah, yeah. the entire third act is us actually invading their home so oh shit um <laughs> reverse home invasion reverse home classic invasion. reverse home invasion <laughs> home invades you <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't hate the scores. Uh, I yeah, I still think this I is. Gave, so. I guess I'm I'm approaching Katie levels. So uh, damn, <laughs> damn. There's this is this is an intense movie, and that's what I'm getting at. Is there's never anything that's particular. They don't do a lot of jump scares. They don't uh, do anything that's like specifically going to haunt you. But it is an intense through and through movie. And although I don't think the final like choreographed dance sequence between Lupita Nyong'o and herself is particularly (laughs) scary. I actually think it's worth evoking here because it is one of the best like blocked scenes I've ever seen and is two people trying to kill each other like that. I, we haven't talked about that scene at all and I fucking love that dance sequence. It was pretty cool. So yeah, I mean that's all <laughs> I, I have know, to say about it. Really, I, six it and a cool. half is what I'm bringing to the you're, table. Jack, you're desensitized to any dance. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh god, it's gonna bring us to effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake, eight. I'm very curious. I'm very curious where this is going. I gave it an eight. I gave it okay. an eight. Sets, props, anything audio related, all very good. And then outside of that, if you want to talk traditional effects from more of a horror standpoint, it doesn't do anything that I'm gonna complain about really. It really doesn't. No. Uh, but yeah, we've we've talked about all the other things. It does. There's attention to detail, and the sets, props, and anything audio related are all very good. So yeah, it well, could have done maybe a little bit more from an from an effects standpoint, visual effects. Uh, yeah, hold on. What are you knocking it, it for? Uh, doing it. It could have done more. It could have <laughs> done more. One example. Provide an example. Provide an example of something it didn't do that I wanted it to do. I, yes. I don't understand how I'm supposed to do that. Like, okay, so let's take any well, sequence. Wait, you're actually you're legitimately asking me. I'm not you, asking you. you think a, it's impossible I'm not asking for you, you a, to provide an example of a thing that you wanted. Okay, so in this in <laughs> the sequence this. where we're invading the home of all of the white people that I can't remember any of their names, um, Kitty the, and Josh. Yeah, the, there was there were there were effects there, but they were minimal. And they did not show you as much as they otherwise could have. It could have been a little gorier. Okay, so it's a gore thing. You want uh, it doesn't gore. have to be gore though. This is why I was avoiding having to answer the question. It doesn't have to be <laughs> he gore. Doesn't know. It he doesn't, doesn't no, know. No, I, I do know. <laughs> I know it when I see it, man. It's like porn. It's like porn, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. like porn. I know it when I see it. <laughs> it Fair didn't enough. have it could have had more zhuzh there. Well, look, I gave it an eight. 
the I same fucking score. Completely agree with you. I, I love that we just, argued over the same score. I was not a part of this. What did you knock it for? It. What did you knock it for? The fire effects on the car that Pluto walked. It looked fine. Through. It did not look. The car. Fine. I, what? I am inclined to believe that car. Is that was on, on fire. fire. That's all practical. That's I'm fire. Not when he walks into it. What? Uh, it did not look that good. That is someone in you a don't flame think they retardant gave him a fire suit. I that think was that's just a small person in a fire he suit. He was raised. They gave him a fire suit and then they added CG flames. No, on I did top not see that, any. Maybe. I will watch it again because watch it's it again. in the trailer. It's and in the trailer. Right? That is a fucking person in a flame retardant suit that he was wearing the whole movie. Well, then they should have got lit someone who's an adequate size on fire. They, he was the same size okay, you'll yeah, find. I knew, I knew that was a loser <laughs> when I said it. Jesus. Jack, Jack has a thing against fire in movies. Even if it's a real fire, he hates it. Mark, did you not catch that that was a reference to our own podcast no he gets that part okay. he just doesn't think that you like fire okay you don't like fire i do i love fire <laughs> i feel like you would be the person sitting around an actual fire pit being like yeah but i mean can't we just look at this fucking fire? fire let's make this look good yeah like, why are we doing a hologram how that's hard the is problem is the fire plasma. wasn't big enough and then you're gonna look at one of those one of those like fake ones that's just like the streamers that are like blowing oh you mean a fire fan. You're talking about a yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, we've arrived. That's what Jack what thinks fire is. I see what happened. Yeah, Mark, what, yeah. what was your effects score? <laughs> Great paper. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay, what'd you knock it for? This is damn near perfect. The only thing I don't like here is the shot composition of a few of these things, specifically the Lupita. Basically, it's the lighting in the final exposition scene where Lupita is at the front of the board. You have her face in yeah, a little yeah. bit more than half of the frame, yeah. and you have herself behind her. This is really hard to talk about because it's the same person. And also, you your have, hand gestures are not helping the audience. You, I, I'm aware of that, but <laughs> I need them in order to describe to myself what's happening because it's that confusing. Uh, the, they do the lighting. They do the lighting wrong. I don't know <laughs> if they're specifically trying to evoke a reference to a previous film, but even if they are, that part took me out of it, and it yep. doesn't help that that was also when they were delivering the exposition that is absolute fucking nonsense so there's a lot of things stacking up against that one scene sure you've been using the word evoke a lot and none of it has quite been correct uh that's that's my branding that's that's pretty much par for the course with me yeah i I get close i'm like i'm like the cow from cow and chicken yeah yeah i know the word i just don't use it correctly that's a weirdly specific (laughs) reference i'm moving on (laughs) that's gonna bring us to overall jake seven and a half bit of a bump here uh, I th- this is a this is an entertaining and interesting and eminently watchable movie. I don't know if I'm going to rush to go back to it, but there is plenty to go back to. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it's a seven for me, dog. I uh, I imagine this could go up on repeated viewings, but right now I'm too stuck between the literal things that are happening on screen and the allegory that I think I'm missing and all that kind of shit. So it's a seven hell of a movie. I'm, but I'm absolutely going to go back as quickly as I possibly can. Oh, I'm not Mark. I also gave it a seven. This is, this is a great movie. I enjoyed basically every minute of it. I will go back and watch it. I I can't wait. This is a good movie. Everyone should see it. It's entertaining. And I think we should highlight the fact that, Jake's girlfriend particularly does not like horror movies and still was able to sit through this whole thing. What was her take? Did she like it? Uh, she need, she, I think her take was probably that of quite a few people across the world where she needed to across take America. A, uh, only America. Hands. Americans. Uh, she needed to like look some things up. She felt intrigued and she had, she was Im- compelled to go and look things up that she felt like she had missed. She did that, and that intrigued her even more. She enjoyed the movie. 
And yeah, as so a, overall positive viewing experience, and it's, regardless yes, of what you're Yes, yes, yes. And as a non-horror fan, on record, she enjoyed it. So you, this is something that anyone can go and see, and I, I hazard to guess that pretty much anyone who's into horror or not into horror can still get something out of it. Fuck Jordan Peele. That guy's too smart and great. Fuck him. It's a big Venn diagram. <laughs> people who are into horror and people who are not into horror. Those are the people who should see it. Yes. I mean, yeah. Everybody. So, therefore, thumbs up for me. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. it's an easy one. Jake, get yep. us the fuck out of here. Wow, episode 129 of the A to Z Horrorcast <laughs> just happened. <laughs> to check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook, that's Twitter, and those links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, why don't you uh, grab that phone that I'm sure you're listening to this on, open up that podcasting app of choice, and give this podcast a like, rating, review, or send it on over to somebody you know who might like horror. Might not seem like it's going to do a bunch, but you know what? It does. As always, the music's been coming at you from Super Bear. That link's going to be down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're coming back with another Mark pick. It's his number two of this whole sequence. We're going to check out What Lies Beneath, which is a movie I have not seen or thought of for a really long time. I so, didn't kill my wife. That, that happens in that movie. I do remember that. Anyway, we're going to check <laughs> that out next fugitive. week. That's a different movie. We're not reviewing The Fugitive. No, I we, don't care. you'll find that it happens in this movie, too. That's coming at you next week, and until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. What happens when you're, like, dumping?